listening to What's a Beautiful Life Anyway? I'm your host, Jill Bennett, and this is the podcast that shares ideas to help you live your best life, because life can be beautiful when you live consciously. Welcome to this week's edition of What's a Beautiful Life. My guest today is Emma Chesterman, and we know that to live our best life, we need to have good balance between work, play and life. And at just 21, Emma Chesterman burnt out and was told by doctors she'd be in bed for the rest of her life. She learned her way back to health and spent 10 years bringing that knowledge to help others um, avoid stress and burnout and was invited to co-author three best-selling books. How did she do it? Emma, welcome. Tell us more about your story. Thank you, Jill. As you say, I was I was just turned 21. I'd had I was a very high achieving, a very ambitious person. And so I always worked very hard. And um, and I guess I was always running on quite high stress levels. And then I got the flu. And it was just the flu. And you wouldn't think that that would be sort of anything particularly offensive. But because I had been quite high stress, it was just the final straw, basically, that all my all my body systems burnt out. And I was, as you say, in bed, I couldn't work, I couldn't see friends, I was living with my parents, I was very dependent on them. And it just isn't a, it isn't a prospect for the rest of your life. And nobody thinks it's going to happen. But it does, it does happen. Um, And so I thought, well, I can't just accept this. This is not my, this is not my future. Uh, So I tried everything, basically, I tried 12 different kinds of therapy. I got a an under, I studied anatomy to an undergraduate level I studied psychology to postgraduate level and um and slowly slowly I I learned my way back and uh, at 31 emerged blinking into the world going well this is amazing but but now what and what yeah. I knew uh, most most of my life had been destroyed but I did know two things I knew that I wanted life to count and I knew that I never wanted anyone to go through what I'd been through and that was what started me on my professional path yeah yeah and and I've interviewed so many ladies both on Brooklyn's and on my podcast who have moved into a therapy because of how much it's helped them um and it's lovely isn't it that those of us who are enlightened and I hope that many people listening will become enlightened too but we can control our lives it's within us it's within us to make ourselves feel good it's within us to make ourselves be happy and successful. We can't rely on external forces to do it for us. But sometimes we just need that help to get us started. So you got the help you needed and you did the training you needed. But what was that What was that thing that helped you to rise above the diagnosis you'd been given? I mean, at 21, it's shocking, isn't it, to be told that you might spend the rest of your life in bed. How did you actually rise above that? Um, I guess persistence. Just uh, It's just a refusal to, to, to give up because I, because I couldn't, because the stakes were too high. Yeah. Um, I guess the key for me was, was learning to understand my body understand what was going on for me, understand what was triggering symptoms and, and making things worse. And conversely, what I needed to keep myself well, to keep myself in a good place. And that's what I that's what I teach my clients to do as well. Yeah, yeah. Having that tenacity and that belief that you can actually turn this around. 
Um, and the tools and the tools to do it as and well. the tools to do it yeah and I think so often I mean we're very lucky to have a national health service but in some ways we're also a bit unlucky because if you go to other countries they would naturally turn to alternative things first you know in France they often refer people for sophrology which is basically a kind of mindfulness and using all these tips and techniques um, and, and a friend of mine recently did a trip to Bhutan and she said the government there, their goal above anything economic is that everyone's happy. Yeah. What an incredible government to have that they believe in happiness first. So it's not not wanting people to think, I want that new car. I want this. I want a bigger house. That doesn't matter. What really matters is being happy. And we know that there are lots of ways we can do that. But so many people don't. They're just chasing that next big thing. Um, Emma, how can you help people? Or should we start off with who can you help? I mean, basically, who can you help and how can you help them? Great question, Jill. Um, I work with people who are stressed. It's typically women, but not always. Um, they're often around the age of 40 or 55 to 65. So that time in life where you're asking questions and you're going, is this what I want? This isn't what I want. What do I want? How do I get there? They're often at that place. And they're often thinking, well, I'm not happy. I'm not living the way I want to. And often they're afraid they're going to burn out as well. Yeah. So one client I, uh, I worked with recently came to me saying uh, he owns his own business. And he said, you know, I, I normally I love my work. I'm a very ambitious person, but I'm finding I'm working all hours. I'm completely exhausted. I'm losing my interest and my motivation and my mojo. He said, I'm terrified I'm going to lose my health. My weight's going up. My health indicators are going down. And he said, I have a little girl. I have to be able to provide for her. And I want to be around for her as she gets older. Um, and we've worked together uh, for a few months now and his his business has taken off. He's working fewer hours. But for, but 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 working so much more effectively, he's he's got all his motivation, his mojo back. He's flying really high. His company is about to float on the stock market. He's expanding overseas. His weight's come off. He's getting into clothes he hasn't got into for years. Yeah. His blood pressure's down. His heart rate's down. So all the indicators are going in the right direction, and and he has the time and the energy to enjoy his little girl's birthday party this weekend. So. It's all, it's all going well. I mean, that's amazing, isn't it? Because I think especially if you have your own business or you're in a high flying career, you do, you put all your energy into that and nothing into you. And there's the whole, the, the old analogy about putting the oxygen mask on you first. You know, if you don't look after you, you're not going to be any good to your business, your family, your career or whatever. No, really, really good. So, so you've helped him by helping him with different therapies and maybe different tools you've taught him which which ones do you find are good especially in that situation where someone's approaching burnout it's a great question um so I've actually over 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 10 years of professional work and of course 10 years of my own experience um I've developed my own unique system uh, for working with people so we all know this we are one person we have a body we have a mind we have feelings and we live in a certain reality we have a life and those are all associated. <laughs> you can't um, you can't separate your body and your mind and your feelings and your life. You can't. And yet we always try to, you know, we'll see a counsellor for our feelings, we'll see a coach for our life or our mind, we'll see a physio for our body. 
actually, the very best results is to work with all of you in your in your life. And that's how that's what I do with my clients, and that's how I help this man to to get the results he's got is to to understand what you need in each of those areas and how they work together. Because your body and your mind, they they change each other. They really change each other. We have twice as many um, feedback, as much feedback from our body to our mind as we do to our mind to our body. So you, you need to learn to use the body. I love to that. To, 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 to change things in your mind. Yeah. So it's learning, it's learning yourself about yourself. Yes, I absolutely love that because you're right, even the gut and the brain. So most of our immune systems in our gut and there's the whole gut-brain axis where they're talking to each other. And I think some people, I mean, for me, I understood quite early on that certain things I did, like if I didn't exercise or if I ate junk food or if I drank alcohol, I I would get that immediate feedback. I didn't feel good. I didn't Mm. feel at peace. But how come sometimes it can take people so long to get that realization that everything is connected, the mind, the body, the skin, the spirit, it's I love the fact that you work with all three of those together because that's so important. It's so special to be able to do that. It is, yeah. Thank you. And and I think you make a really interesting point. Why does it take people so long? Well, actually, I'm astonished at how many people just don't know what is good for them, what they need, what they like even, yeah. what helps them to feel good. And even if they do know, they, they don't have time for it. They can't find the time for it. Yeah. And people always seem to end up at the bottom of their own priority list, whereas actually, if you put yourself further up that list, it can transform everything else that, that, that appears to be more important than that. Yeah, yeah. And as well as for you and your health, I mean, your finances, any any sort of remotely spiritual book you read on finances, they talk about paying yourself first. And I often thought, what does that even mean? But of course, it means put some money aside and invest it. For the future, for mm. you, so mm. that, you know, if you have an emergency or you want to retire early or whatever, that you've got um, an investment there to, to help you with that. I'm reading a great book at the moment, which my son had been recommended, and he's 26. So it's important for him to understand long term finance mm. and things. Mm. And it's a Tony Robbins book. And I haven't liked all of Tony Robbins books, although I've done his Unleash the Power Within Weekend and all that sort of thing. But this one is called Master, Master, it might be Money Master or something like that. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But it's um, it's a fascinating book. And it's like a lot of the uh, richest man in Babylon and all these books. It's talking about paying yourself first and making sure you get those investments. And how from a young age, if you invest a very small amount of money, that by the time you're 40 or 50, you, you could have millions literally because of the power of compounding anyway we're sort of digressing a bit here yeah, it's very interesting it's yeah. very interesting area and often and again it's what i find really curious is is people might know this but they don't do it and what's the block what's the block and that's sort of another another area that i will work on is you know you, you may know all these things well if if you know them and you're not doing them why yeah yeah why are what's, you not what needs to shift <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And it's almost if people are setting goals, there's that whole wheel of life, isn't there, where you need to look at where you are in your spiritual world, in your health, in your mental world, in your career, in your finances, in your relationships, so, because it is one big whole thing. And 
And I love it that you work with so many things. And as you say, the guy you're working with, his whole his business and everything is picking up because he's feeling what at one with himself, which is which is great. Emma, tell us what what's the relationship between energy and stress? It's a, it's, a, it's, an, it's a fascinating one, actually, because I think a lot of you, the, you know, your listeners who are stressed will recognize this. You have this sort of a massive amount of energy and yet no energy at all. Yeah. So you're buzzing around working sort of every hour that God gave and doing everything and everything. And yet you're completely exhausted and you're sort of crawling your way through life. It, you know, often people feel they're approaching burnout because they're, they're, sort of, they're trying to use all this energy and really they have none left to give yeah, yeah um and the question again it's 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 understanding so i work a lot an awful lot within the sort of neurological system and, and your biochemistry and that sort of thing and it's understanding what that is what's going on there and how to rebalance that so that as i say you know you can end up working fewer hours and getting more done yeah which and is doing your hobbies and <laughs> enjoying yeah, life more and spending time with your friends and family. <laughs> Yeah, which is lovely, which is lovely. Have you got any tips for our listeners on managing their energy? Yeah, that's a good question. So it's, we've sort of touched on it before. And I think it's really about understanding what, there are two things you need to know. What gives you joy and what helps you to feel calm and nurtured? Because on a neurological level, those do slightly different things. and that, But those are both really, really important resources for helping your you to to be calmer, to be to be refreshed and and nurtured and and for your body to be functioning better. So it's really understanding what what those things are and and then making time for them. Yeah, yeah. I know one of the things I love to do. I mean, one is obviously swimming, and you know I climb mountains here and I cycle getting out into nature but for me mm. as well in the mornings I always have a notebook and I always journal even if it's yes. only five minutes usually it's about 10 but just to write down things I'm grateful for mm. if something's annoyed me I or someone usually someone I write I send them blessings I literally send them love and blessings because again if you hold on to the anger and the angst you can't really be at peace with yourself and it's quite hard sometimes to send yes. blessings to people who've really annoyed you. <laughs> but it's a great practice, Jill. It's but it's a, a really, really good practice to really do. Practice, yeah. yeah, yeah. What um, um, changes, we've already touched on one because we've talked about this guy and his business and everything, but what changes do clients usually see when they've been working with you? Um, that really depends on the client. Because what we're, what we're doing is we're helping them to grow into their full potential and, and flourish. One client said, you've helped me to flourish in ways that are unexpected and liberating and wonderful. And so it can, it can affect how you perform at work. So I've had clients sort of perform better than they've ever dreamt of at work. Um, far beyond, I had one lady who, who couldn't speak uh, in meetings at all when she first came to see me because everybody around her was so impressive and she just felt like a terrible intruder, basically. Um, by the time we finished working together, she was not just speaking in meetings, but taking highly visible roles, you know, running conferences, running presentations, way above her grade, way above what she or her employers ever imagined she could do. Um, so you can you can have things like that. You can have wonderful improvements in your relationships. So another client I worked with had um, sadly been estranged from her daughter 
for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, it was, as you can imagine, I think you're a mum yourself. Most I am, of- and I, I don't know whether. Sorry, I, someone's trying to call me, and I can't even see how the call's coming in because I've switched everything off. I can hear it, but I can't see it. And oh, my phone's on sleep. So say, I can't. I can't see you. You can't hear. It. Okay, it's. I think it's gone. So we'll forget it, and we'll carry um, on. Sorry. Yeah, so, no, yes. So yes, yeah, so she's a strange for adult daughter, as you can imagine. The oh. most that can happen for a parent, I think. Yeah. And she and she they they come together and they'd made up, but it happened because of a particular incident which had caused her to just get into an absolute rage and respond in a way that her daughter just couldn't accept. While we were working together, another very, very similar incident came up to the one that had caused the initial rage and estrangement. She reacted in a completely different way because of the work we'd been doing. She stopped. She thought, well, how do I need to respond here? And the way she responded actually brought them closer. So it can be so powerful. You know, people, people losing weight, people getting their health back under control people getting back into exercise back into into their hobbies seeing more of their friends seeing more of their family yeah yeah that's brilliant brilliant. in all sorts of ways yeah ah now we've already touched on that you've written three books one on confidence one on back pain and one on energy tell us more about your book energy how to unleash your inner fire thanks Jill uh, so it is a book. It's it's a it's a co-authored book. So it's, I think I think your listeners will find it really fascinating because there are all these different perspectives in it. Um, and in mine, we sort of we talk we talk about a couple of clients I've worked with. One of whom it was a question. He had um, very high, high intense, power, um, powerful job, and then his uh, sister left an abusive marriage and came to stay with him with her with her son. And of course, he he wanted to put everything into helping them and supporting them, but. It's just, I mean, he had no, he had no spare capacity in the first place. Yeah. Um, and so, he, well, I, do I leave my job? Because I can't, I'm not just going to leave my sister, you know. Uh, we worked together and for him, it was, it was finding little ways where he could just put in tiny little bits, little moments of joy, little moments of exercise, little moments of things that nourished him in his day because he had no time. It was, it was a question of just a few minutes here and there. And it made all the difference in the world to him. It gave him the inner resources he needed to be able to look after um, his 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 sister and, and to and to do his job. Yeah. yeah. So for him, it was it was about well, what are my resources and where do I fit them in? Uh, for another client, she knew all that and she was absolutely brilliant at it. Uh, she was changing from a career in finance to to a career in uh, jewelry making uh, and doing both at the same time, and mm. she'd been kind of you know doing all the things she needed to do to to keep herself going her exercise her hobbies her relaxation all the things that were really help and food and everything and yet she just was exhausted and she rested and she was still exhausted and so she thought well maybe I just need more time off and actually what it was when we dug down a little bit it was that her dad was overseas and he was very very ill and she was frightened she was going to lose him and all that, it was also bringing up old stuff with her family as well. And what she needed to do was actually to deal with that. Notice the deeper issue to deal with that and, and, and just really, really nurture herself. Just take a huge amount of care because while she went through that really difficult time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fascinating. So I will put a link so people can see how and where they can get the books. 
Um, and then, yeah, it sounds like that one is well worth investigating and reading. Now, Emma, you've also got a very kind offer for our listeners, haven't you? I do, Jill. Um, I would love to offer your listeners um, the first five people who send me a text message with their name. I'd love to offer them a free one hour consultation to see how they can get over their stress and move forward in their lives. Fantastic. And that's valued at £150, and I'd love to offer it to them for free. Fantastic. Well, that's great. And I'll make sure your phone number's in the show notes as well. Um, and lots of other ways they can contact you. Um, so if anyone wants to get hold of Emma or wants to get hold of the book, all the details will be there for people. Emma, do you want to leave a final tip or two on how we can increase our energy, please? Yeah, thank you, Jill. Um, I'd say really know what it is that brings you joy. And what it is that makes you calm. Really get to know that and make sure you have space and time for it in your in your day-to-day life. And that you when you do that, that's just that that gives you the soil from which you can grow. Yes, yes. No, that's that's a really good advice. Yeah, I'm trying to think what brings me peace. I know what brings me joy, but what brings me peace? I think I think probably meditation and that mm. sort of thing. I always try and start the day with a meditation. And then I always put, I've got one of these silly um, headbands with built-in earphones that you can lie on without being uncomfortable. So I usually go to sleep with a meditation on as well, which is um, which is a good way to end the day. Emma, thank you so much for talking to us today. It's been a huge pleasure, Jill. Thank you for inviting me on. Oh, no, really, really delightful. And as I've said a few times, I will post all Emma's details up so that um, if you want to contact her, you'll be able to. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this week's show. Check out all the links to the resources mentioned in today's episode and all my freebies in the show notes. See you next time.